Spectrum Health and Human Services is located throughout Western New York. For an appointment, call 716-539-5500. If you are in a crisis, you can call 716-710-5172. Their website is www.shswny.org. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome once again. It is Monday, and that means it is time for a new episode of Room 9. And this will be the 10th episode with Spectrum Health and Human Services. And it has been, I guess this is kind of a milestone episode, right? 10? That's pretty big. We started this roughly a year ago, almost, I guess in a few months, probably more nine nine months ago. And we have slowly kind of gone through their different departments and how the company has come along and where they're at and what they're doing. And it's been it's been a fun journey. So I'm gladly here to introduce this 10th episode. And this one's kind of an awesome episode. Again, obviously, with everything going on, it's a long distance one. And uh, perfecting the long distance audio quality is a work in progress. But as I always have to remind myself, that it's more what is the content about and this one is especially cool because we highlight the community of caring which is a new segment spectrum has started over zoom and they do yoga classes and they do something that's called chat and chew or you just have lunch and you talk about stuff they're doing dance class they're doing all sorts of fun groups recovery groups so many different things going on i'm not going to keep talking about it because that's what this episode is about and this conversation is with Julie Gutowski, and she is the Senior VP of Administrative Operations and Business Development at Spectrum Health and Human Services. You can get to Spectrum's website. It's www.shswny.org. And right there on top of the homepage now is a section called Community of Caring, and that's what this episode is about. Again, they have the yoga classes going on. They have recovery groups and all sorts of awesome stuff that you can still be a part of a community and a network and kind of not feel so isolated and alone. And that's what this is about. Give it a listen. Check it out. Show Spectrum some love. Check out their website. Check out this community of Karen. I really encourage you to do that. And I will be talking to you people next week. As always, you guys are the best. I love you. And I'll see you later. Talk to you later you know whatever whatever we say on podcasts all right peace you were at the initial meeting right when russ and i sydney bonnie and you correct correct that's right all right good times yeah a lot of people aren't comfortable with media in different formats uh so i have a tendency to like always be the one to like step up because i am comfortable whether i'm great or not is irrelevant in my head it is so <laughs> i'm always you know, willing to step up but i want to make sure that other people are heard and have an opportunity. And if he's always stepping forward, they're comfortable standing back.
Yeah, that's well, that's good. I know it's it's tough doing any kind of media thing because you really have to constantly be in a just don't care mode, whether it's talking, especially now that I've gotten into video production and all that. It's constant like, you know what, you just got to post it. Right. And speaking of like perfectionism, I tend to find that I use that as an excuse all the time just because I'm scared to post stuff. And it's just like, you got to just put it out there, put it out there and do it. Right. There's going to be somebody out there who hates it, no matter what it is. And there's going to be people out there who absolutely love it. Yep. Yep. That's great. But yeah, so I wanted to obviously talk with you today about the whole, I talked to Sydney, uh, the associate CEO of Spectrum Health and Human Services last week. And we kind of just talked about how Spectrum has adapted to the virus and everybody staying at home and how you guys have kind of handled things. And the one thing she brought up was the community of caring. And she said that was kind of mainly your idea and that you were the head of it. And I, w- I was like, oh, this is, that's a great idea to push on for a podcast because this is what people need more than ever is stuff like this. And I wanted you to kind of just run me through it, you know, how you, sure. how you came up with it, why you started it. And we can kind of go from there and talk about the different groups and all that other jazz. Okay. Sounds good. Um, hi, Julie Gutowski. A lot of people know me as Julie G because there's multiple Julie's at Spectrum. Community Caring really was a way for us to be able to give back to the community. I come from a large family. There are eight of us. And so I typically have family members at my house multiple times a week, whether it's just for lunch, dinner, whatever, whatever. And I have, uh, my father is still living. He's four. And he's um, been in construction. He's a finished carpenter, building houses from the floor all the way to the roofing his entire life. And, you know, we big family. We're always together, small houses. And then when this happened, you can't see your family anymore. And my dad, being 84, he lives on his own. He's in the, he's in the process right now of flipping his newest house because that's what he does for his retirement is 84 huh that's awesome yes um he's he's quite a character people like to hear all about him and he likes to get out in the community and he really likes to talk to people the cashier at top the cashier at tim hortons wherever he goes when he goes to home depot the different stores you know he just likes to talk to people and since this has happened Really, that was his primary socialization. He was from a large family, 13 um, brothers and sisters, and he is the last living member of his siblings. So Uh really, most of his socialization came from being in the community and having that kind of contact, other than, you know, spending time with the family, talking, that kind of thing. And so it occurred to me that there were a lot of people in the community that got a lot of positive things, socialization, connections, being in the community and just interacting with each other. And now with this pause order, whatever you would like to call it, we're primarily at home. And so that's a huge piece of people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I wanted to give people that community back, right? So in my head, it's a virtual community. You can participate in any of the activities we we offer. You don't have to be connected to Spectrum at all. You can use a fake name. I don't care. You know, we have all different kinds of activities trying to think about what are other people interested in and what supports do people need to help us get through this? Because I'm concerned not only about present day, I'm concerned about the long-term effects all of this is having 
on all of us. Yeah, I think that is something that a lot of people are kind of now just realizing that the long-term effects, like everybody's going to come out of this changed, whether it's in a negative or a positive way. Absolutely. And I I think bringing the community together in a virtual way is going to help a lot of people kind of just not feel alone. I personally have had a lot of people message me and call me that have just been really, really struggling with everything that's going on. And it's, it's huge to have stuff like this on, you know, for people to go to. And it's, I think it's awesome that you, you guys started this for sure. What are you, how are you like doing it? So I see there's like, obviously yoga and mindfulness. Do you have different people just kind of leading the groups that you've appointed? Sure. Um, so we have, like you said, we have activities every single day of the week. They are free. They never cost you anything. You don't have to be connected to us at all. You go to the website, you look, and we have activities by the day and the time. If you want to participate in that, you hit the join button and it takes you right to the Zoom meeting. You can choose to either give your real name, your fake name, you know, Mickey Mouse, whatever. You can choose to have, be part of the video and have a video or a picture of yourself, or you could choose not to do any of that. And really how we landed on the activities were a lot based on a lot of the conversations I was having and others were having, you know, people we care about. And we really wanted to make sure that we had the right staff and the right people kind of leading the activities. And so like mindfulness, emotional wellness that we have Monday, Wednesday, Friday with Donna Gill. Donna has been with Spectrum for over 20 years. She's phenomenal. And so I knew when we wanted to have a mindfulness activity, I knew I wanted Donna to do it. And she was agreeable. We sent out um, an email to all of the Spectrum staff introducing the concept and said, would you be willing to help with this, help with this and help the community? And the staff really responded in a lot of great opportunities for people to participate in. Um, We have chair yoga, which seems like it would be pretty low key. And I guess it is in a way. However, Christine Ziemba, who leads it for us, she works out a lot. And so it's a bit more, uses a bit more energy than I thought it would. I thought I'd be chilling on a chair, (laughs) you know, rolling my neck and my head and blah, blah, blah. But really she takes you on a pretty good workout that you can adapt if you're not that physically fit, such as myself. And then we have a Adult hip hop, because in my personal life, one of my close friends has been trying for years to get me to take adult dance classes with her. Oh, and so it's a hip hop dance class? Oh, dude, I, yeah. I'm so uncoordinated. It's hysterical. <laughs> and, and so, you know, we've been talking about it for years. And so put out feelers, you know, would be people be interested in this? And people are. We have a routine that we're being led through, introduce new steps every week or so. All of the activities are recorded. So if you missed last week, then you could uh, view the recording and kind of get up to speed. So I want to kind of get people who are interested in, you know, getting a little more physical, a little more exercise activities for them. And then we also have some activities really to kind of distract yourselves from all the stressful things that are going on. We have mm-hmm. Crafty Katrina and she does uh, crafts this week. She taught us how to do body scrub. If you don't know what that is, I have no is idea. essentially, you do? I don't. I have no oh, idea okay. what that is. 
Well, you could call it bath salts, but I didn't want to call it that because <laughs> it's different. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won't call it that on a recovery show. Right. <laughs> so it is body scrub. And normally you get like a little container of it that'll last like a couple months for like six, 10 bucks. It's essentially either um, kosher salt, which is bigger, or you could use sugar and then you add oil to it, like olive oil or something, and you could put scents in there and you use it to like scrub your hands or your feet and it helps exfoliate the skin, make it super soft, brings moisture back in due to all the hand washing we're doing. We have that. And then we do have recovery-based meetings. And I'm very okay. clear about that. They're recovery-based meetings. It's not AA. It's not NA. It's not 12-step based. So really, it's a bunch of us that get together and we have a emotional wellness pro, you know, pro recovery topic, and we talk about and essentially have a 60-minute meeting. Those ones are not recorded, and so if you miss out on that, you just have to catch us another day. We're doing it. That's been, I think, really helpful. We're not only looking at substance use, but we're also looking at mental health. We're looking at stress and emotional wellness as a whole. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. So it's not, you said it's not like an AA group. It's just kind of, no. is it more, it's similar, I'm assuming, to like an outpatient group that people would have to attend if they were in counseling and all that? Um, No, because we have, I actually have a peer leading it. Okay. Um, Who's very active, Heather Randolph, very active in the, um, oh, yeah. right. Everybody Heather. knows Heather. Uh, she She's co-leading it with me. So really it's not clinical, but really it's support. And it has the same type of feel as an AA or an NA meeting, but we're not 12-step based. Don't follow the steps. But it is that same kind of concept that there is an overall theme about wellness or how you might be able to feel better and how each person can relate to that topic. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. I know I've seen a lot of... Um... A lot of the meetings are obviously, because I have to, going on the Zooms and the Skypes and everything else now to kind of bring people together. It's really an odd time and a strange really time. Is. Yes, it is. I think a lot of people have really struggled even with that, you know, with the whole not being able to go out to the actual meetings and physically be there with people. <clears throat> Absolutely, because you get a lot of support through that and the connections at the meetings. And you look forward to seeing people. You see them every week. And if they're not there, you're like, oh, I wonder what happened to Joe. Da, 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 da. And you, you know, then you might reach out, hey, you weren't there today. You know, are, are you doing okay? And I think people really miss that. When this whole Facebook thing happened years ago, at this point, probably close to 10, eight to 10 years ago, people thought it was real and personal and it, it wouldn't work the virtual world. But then the reality is because of the ability to be kind of disconnected, more people became more intimate or closely connected than normally would have happened if they were meeting face-to-face, -face, right? So yeah, I can really be me today and not yeah, worry about judgment. Yeah, that's super interesting because I was just talking about this. I, I think it might have been with Sydney too on this, the past episode. When you kind of have this virtual space in between you and somebody, you almost can get more comfortable with being just you yes and i think that is that is like obviously there's pros and cons everything but i think that's an awesome pro to having whether it's meetings like in recovery or mindfulness or whatever or just counseling or therapy when you do these appointments it's almost like people have more of a feeling that they can 
are allowed to be vulnerable and more comfortable with it. And I think that is an awesome pro and an awesome plus to doing stuff like this. Absolutely. It feels less risky, right? So mm -hmm. I go into this meeting. Now, if I go face to face and I show up and I say, my name's Jessica. And if anybody knows me, they know my name's not Jessica. So if I go onto a meeting and I want to share something that I'm not comfortable with, maybe I'm ashamed about, maybe I don't feel great that I did it or it happened to me or that kind of thing. I can share what I need to share and then not have to worry about, will it change long-term what people might think of me, if Absolutely. that makes sense. Absolutely does. Yeah, I think that is something we're seeing you know, more and more of as programs and stuff like this keep happening is I've at least generally the people I've talked to have had that same consensus of I find more people are willing to be open and honest and vulnerable about what's going on in their lives which is which is super super huge super important and what else did I say I've seen like you guys just have like a little hangout group too right for like a lunch thing or whatever where people just kind of come oh my together God, that's my favorite sorry I'm super it, excited about that <laughs> it's chat and chew okay awesome it's a virtual lunch table. So like, I don't know about you, um, but I may not have been invited to the cool kid table in high school. And a lot of people felt excluded in a lot of different ways, right? Mm -hmm. And so Chat and Chew allows us just to come together and like, just talk. So last week we talked on Monday and somebody that had, um, and I don't know the, the correct verbiage, whether they called in, they zoomed in, they videoed in for chat and chew. And then there was a talk about meatballs. So then Friday I made meatballs. Carm Harper is on chat and chew with me and you know, Carm, I'm sure you've seen her in yes. a couple of, okay. Love Carm. So she came on with me. Carm is not a cook and Carm has switched the plant-based lifestyle okay however what Carm decided to do is she made plant-based meatballs with is it beyond burger or something like that and so we talked about as we were teaching how to make meatballs with typical ground meat and okay. plant-based meat the different experiences you know food brings people together yes it does and, you know, so it was a good conversation. And even today we were talking about some of the coping skills in coping with CARM. Some of the coping skills is that sometimes we find comfort in food, mm -hmm. right? So Absolutely. I think everybody's got what their go-to meal when they're stressed. Do you have one? Uh, what would be my go-to meal when I'm stressed? It doesn't have to be a meal either. Your go-to food. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm always, I could eat pizza every day. So I would have to say definitely is pizza. I like it. I, I'm a big pizza lover myself. And so my go-to meal is, you know, I'm super stressed. If I'm having, don't judge, it's Doritos. And I take shredded mozzarella cheese and you melt it on there. And then what happens is you take sauteed mushrooms, then you bake them like it's nachos. Really? It's oh, this so sounds interesting. good. So Doritos, shredded, you said mozzarella? Yes. And then mushrooms. Sauteed mushrooms, don't Sauteed, get wrong. yeah. No, okay. I, I wouldn't do that. Thank you. Then you <laughs> bake them. And so for me, whenever I do that, it kind of brings me back to my childhood because that was, um, the there snack. were a lot of us. And yeah. we really struggled financially for many, many years. And that was like a big treat for us. That is great. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, I've spent the, I would say, majority of my working life in a kitchen, whether it's from pizzerias to fine dining. And that is the one thing I have always loved about 
cooking and eating was the fellowship of sitting down together, or in this case, virtually coming together and talking while you're eating. Because I think that is one of the most coolest and awesome things about food and eating. And I think that is definitely a group. I'm going to have to get out and check that out. Do you know when that is, the Chat and Chew? The Chat and Chew is at 1230. Um, Hold on, because I have everything. I have all kinds of reminders in my computer. Yeah, it's no, got to be Mondays and Fridays. Mondays and Fridays at 1230? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make sure whenever the, because I know right now the website, Spectrum Health and Human Services website, doesn't something happen where it's not up right this moment, but I will make sure when I post this episode that the link is there for it when it comes back up with all yeah, the information. It, it, and that was the idea behind Jet and Chew, right? So like we break bread together. It, it feels like family and family mm-hmm. to me and at Spectrum isn't just my brothers or sisters or people that I'm biologically related to. So I have a work family, you know, when all this happened, I'm now working from a home office. I used to go to lunch and have lunch multiple, multiple times a week with my coworkers and that's over now. Yep. And that's really where the chat and chew came from that idea just to sit, break, break bread and feel like connected to a family of sorts. That's awesome. And that's not just for Spectrum employees, right? No. Okay, it's anybody can anybody come to that. In the That's community. what I thought. All of these activities are designed for the entire community. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So there's mindfulness. We had yoga, hip-hop dances. There's recovery support groups. There's uh, just have lunch. There's the crafts. Are we missing anything else? What else you well, guys got going on? We have the Coping with CARM, and that is every day of the week, Monday through Sunday at 11 a.m., and basically CARM talks about different kind of coping skills and how are we going to get through what we need to get through, because it's a big struggle right now, and it's a big struggle for everyone. I don't think that anybody is going through this like, this is the best thing in the world that's ever happened, (laughs) right? I don't think so. Right. Even if you're an introvert, you you still used to like to get out to do something, even if it was go see, you know, a Marvel movie or something. I'm speaking about my son with the Marvel. <laughs> but, you know, so how do you get through this and be okay? I'm, you know, I don't think the idea is, and I've seen a bunch of articles and posts about use this time to like learn a second language. And I think that's really great for some people. I know for me, I'm using this time to stay connected to my family, to my friends, to do my life's purpose. I'm not invested in learning a second language right now. I'm not. I'm interested in helping people and also making sure that I myself am well. Yeah, and I think that needs to be everybody's primary focus. I mean, I guess for some people, maybe that is learning a second language. That's not on my list of things either, but I mean, it could be on somebody's. I'm sure it is. It's on the person who wrote the articles list, at least there. But I think obviously the point is now to kind of find ways to come together with people so that you're not going out of your mind being alone all the time. And you're definitely correct on the whole, as much as people are you know, can be introverts and extroverts, we all either way need human contact. And if you are in a house or apartment completely alone, then that can get really tough. And this is amazing that there is stuff like this out there. Thanks. And really, that is the purpose for us all to be connected. The reality is 
what's happening right now is affecting each of us differently. And I have a few of my very close friends, best friends, had COVID and recovered. And I have one of my best friends who currently has it and is not doing well. And it never occurred to me before they got ill with it, the loneliness and isolation that somebody who has this, that you get, you get sick, you don't have, you know, a choice in it, you didn't ask to get sick. And really, it feels like in some respects that they're kind of shunned. Yeah. Right. And the community of caring is also here for those people because that is absolutely so stressful. If you are living alone and you happen to get sick, the immense amount of stress you have just trying to get through and survive is unbelievable. And we want to make sure those people feel they have a place where they can go. We're also interested in for the community of caring, like I'm Julie G. I'm pretty... People know who I am when I go in the community. Mm -hmm. People know what I do for a living. When you're a helper, whether that's a clinician, a doctor, a nurse, and you need help, sometimes people don't want everybody in the world to know that they need help. And so the community of caring, because of the fact that it is anonymous, professional caregivers and caregivers for family members also can come here get support, feel connected, not feel alone. I felt like we need to create a safe place for people and like all different kinds of people. This community where we're just all supporting each other, not judging, and just all trying to do the best we can. Yeah. And that is, I think that's, I think you said that perfectly. I think that is an amazing thing to be doing and reaching out. Have you seen good turnouts with it? Are you guys getting pretty decent crowds of people? Uh, I think so. I think as we get the word out there, it's really going to grow more and more. Uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're thinking of this as a long time, long time, not just during the pause order. Mm -hmm. The reality is, I think that this has shown many of us that a lot of people are isolated at home, even before the pause order. Absolutely. And this is a way for people to get out and get connected. Yep. And uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that's super an, an amazing point is that people, even before this, did feel socially isolated, stigmatized, whatever it is, and they have stayed inside, whether it was a million different reasons it could be. And I think to continue this and to keep it going and keep building it and keep letting it grow is an invaluable thing for a community to have. And I think that's really the point, getting out there and providing supports and also activities like, I'm sorry, some of the activities, really the purpose is for us not to be focused on the pandemic that we're all experiencing, even if it's just for 15 or 20 minutes. A lot of us has, have a tendency uh, to consume data, information, and consume it all day, right? Just keep watching different sources of information, pretty much giving you the same piece of information in a different way, perhaps. And it's not usually the positive news that we're watching all day. And if you put into your head all day the news, this many people died, um, this many people have it, you have to be careful. Now they're saying it's in the pollution. That really can take you to a negative place pretty quickly. And those are all things none of us, as far as I know, can control right now. And the one thing you can control is what you do with this time. And I would much rather be doing the stuff like this than sitting there 
consuming the news, consuming the crap constantly. I mean, there's a point where it's good to be informed, but I just, I know so many people who are, who are obsessed with it and everything that's coming out and they're saying the same crap over and over again. And to step away from that world and to step into a, you know, a community, virtual community to kind of just let things go. Even if the, the task is, or the craft you're doing is cheesy and stupid, the whole point is coming together and doing it and having a good time and just taking your attention off of what's going on. Right. I love that cheesy and stupid. Immediately yep. in my head, I went right to before the pause order when people go to paint nights. <laughs> yep. You're no Picasso. Exactly. It's the same thing. It's all about coming together and just hanging out and having a good time. And that's what this is doing. And I think this is awesome. Absolutely is awesome. And you got to get the word out there, get more people in it and keep this growing and getting you know bigger. Absolutely. We are, um, we have crafts with sandy and that's really geared more towards families children and adolescents okay and that's 2 30 on wednesdays sandy's phenomenal she works as um in psychiatric rehab for us she's phenomenal she's great with the kids and she really gives a lot of it's not just yesterday they made a calming jar with glitter so it's not just the activity but it's also about teaching people how to and not using the clinical terms like mindfulness but teaching people to kind of take a pause from your immediate feeling and focus on something else for a bit to kind of give yourself a break. And so that's great. And we also are going to have more programming for adolescents. CARM is doing adolescent coping with CARM. Um, I was going to call it coping with CARM, the short stack. (laughs) I think it's real funny, but you know. That'd be great. Yeah. Get it up there. And so really having the adolescents, the teenagers have a place where you can come and unload, right? Mm -hmm. Your emotional feelings, probably, you know, feelings that don't feel good to feel, anger, you know, sadness, loss, dude, this is, this pause order and what we're going through is a huge loss. Mm -hmm. And we need to have a place that we can express that for adults and also for children and teens. Being at home for some people is a really great experience. In my head, I'm picturing like, leave it to Beaver, family ties, right? (laughs) And for others, being at home is challenging. How does a family unit, whatever that is comprised of, right? Figure out how to peacefully coexist in this really chaotic environment where in the past we would be able to escape to school for eight hours. And now we don't have that. I mean, we can go outside and go for a walk. How many walks can you go in a day? And the weather hasn't been real cooperative. So really the uh, community caring also is a place for adolescents and teens to come and share and problem solve, right? So not just unload all the negative, but figure out what, if anything, can you do differently? And I think that's a huge struggle for me and really a lot of people, right? We have all of these things that are happening around us that we can't control. And if we just focus on all the things we can't control, we never get anywhere and we're running in circles. But when we start breaking down, well, what what do we have control of? What can I do? What changes can I make? right? What difference could I make? I I think we start to feel a little bit 
better instead of focusing on all the things I can't control. I can't control when the pause order is over. In the meantime, I can participate in the community of caring. I can go for walks. I can reach out to people, my friends, my neighbors. I happen to live in between two very, very nice families, ladies who pretty much live independently and are alone, and they're both close to 70. What can I do to help them? Well, I can go over and say, hey, listen, I'm going to the store. Did you need me to pick you up anything? Do you need anything? I have a lot of blah, blah, blah. Do you need anything? And to reach out because I find when I'm reaching out to help others, I'm not focused on things I can't control and circumstances I don't like about my life. Yeah, it takes your attention off the crap and it does and it makes you feel better about yourself. And I mean, I always say that one of the most selfish things you can do is be selfless because I mean, that makes you feel like you're giving back, you're making a difference. And sometimes it is that simple of, hey, do you need anything from the store I'm going? Or even just a hello or a good morning or, hey, just checking in on you. Right. I mean, I remember when I, I emailed, it was Bonnie to, I'm assuming it was about to try to do some podcasts or whatever. And I just asked her, you know, how you doing? I hope you're hanging in there. And she's like, I appreciate you asking. That made, you know, that made me feel good. Like somebody is, is caring. And it's, sometimes that's all it takes is that little how are you doing? Are you okay? Do you need to talk? I'm here for you. And that can make a huge difference in your life and also in somebody else's. Absolutely. And really the community of caring allows us to do that on a bigger scale, right? Through these different activities. And if we don't have an activity that you think would be helpful or fun, you can let us know and we can create activities. When this first started, I was like, but we'll do an activity a day, maybe two. At this point, some days I have three activities, four activities. Yeah, that's great. And so again, it's like, okay, so we were doing this activity and we found out people really want to really just have a need to talk about what's going on and coping skills to address what they're going through. And that's where coping with harm came from. How are you, is it, everybody just kind of recording it off of their computers? Do you have certain cameras you're using or is it just kind of just a simple use your webcam? Okay, so, well, we're doing it via Zoom and there is like password. I have a waiting room. Um, I let people in. Um, If somebody really was extremely disruptive purposefully, um, I can remove them from the meeting. We've not had that. So essentially, we've been creative. And I can now say this because I found out yesterday that one of the Food Network's Iron Chefs is using their family member's kitchen in Western New York and doing it, doing the recording with their iPhone. So now I'm going to brag that we have the same technology as an Iron Chef from the Food Network (laughs) during the pause order, not, you know, when he has the real side. And so we're being creative, uh, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, what's the best way to do it. Everybody has their own little preference and depending on what you're doing. So for like our recovery supports meeting, we don't have primary person on the screen that you're looking at and watching. It's okay. kind of more like the Brady Bunch pictures. Yeah, if yeah. If you're old school and you know who those were. Um, 
so we just have everybody's pictures or a video up. And so when you talk during that meeting, you kind of either get bigger or that kind of thing. And then when we have hip hop, we have the person who's leading the meeting. We ask everybody to pin her. So the big screen, you'll be able to see her so you know what you need to do. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it like flashes yellow around you when you're talking at times and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, that is that is cool. And I think that's awesome. Like in those groups, it kind of almost makes you feel like you're sitting in a recovery group meeting or something like that. So it kind of gives that vibe off as well. Absolutely. And when people sign on, they put their name up there. And so some people put their first and last name up there. And I try to give a disclaimer to people like, you know, it's your first and last name up there. And if they don't know how to change it, you know, I'll be like, okay, so somebody today had a name that reminded me of Kat. So I changed her name to Kitty. And I was like, okay, you're Kitty now, just so you know. You know, because I want to, if you don't want to be known, I want to give you that anonymity. And if you do, that's great. You can totally put your picture up there. You can put your view up there, your first and last name, whatever you want to put up there. Like I said, we record the activities where we're doing something, where I'm showing someone how to do something. So the chat with you from last Friday, where we made the meatballs, that's recorded. That's in there. Okay. And I tell people, like, this is being recorded. But any of the support meetings or the coping with car meetings, that's more of a discussion. And to me, I'm not recording that. Yep. And I don't want people to be able to replay it later. So then you know, I said what I said. And if I regret it later, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> dude, I shouldn't have said that today in chat and you. As opposed to, God, I said that in chat in June and now it's on the website and anybody can see it and I wish I didn't say it. It's just, it's a different feel, right? Yeah. And I think that's smart and that's wise to do that. And I think that obviously will bring more comfort to people because that's what you're avoiding obviously is getting, keeping people from being clammed up. You want them to open up and talk. And I think that allows them to do so. That's the hope. Yeah, absolutely. How, um, obviously besides the website, which I will, once that's kind of back up, I'm assuming it'll probably be back up on the website when I get done editing this and post it. But is there any yeah, other way that it. people can get in touch to find out more information, phone numbers or emails, or is it just on the website? Um, well, there is on the website, we have our own page on the website. So if you go to shswny.org, there will be something that says community of caring. You click that and it takes you to over all of our activities. We're in the process of potentially rolling out community of caring, having its own website. Okay. And we are going to be putting all of the recorded activities like the mindfulness, the chair yoga, the hip-hop dance, those activities, the crafts will be on our YouTube channel so people can watch them anytime they want. There's also community of caring at shswny.org as our email. Beautiful. That's community of caring at shswny.org. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, this, this is exciting. I'm going to have to uh, get on and join some of these throughout the week for sure. I'd love to have anybody, you know, just check it out. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not. You know, you asked about, well, how does this work? I start all the meetings and I participate in all the meetings because I end them and I record them, blah, blah, okay. blah. And um, the mindfulness, I was thinking, you know, it's not really, I mean, it's for other people, Sean. It's not for me. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? You got to sit here anyways for 20 minutes. You totally just do it. So I did it a couple of times. 
And I will tell you that those 15 to 20 minutes make my day much better for the rest of the day. And I am sure the individuals who reside in my hacienda feel <laughs> the same way. I'm less stressed. I just, it makes me feel better. It is, speaking of something that seems cheesy, that really helps. That is something, meditation and all that, and mindfulness is something that has been with me and has gotten me through a lot of crappy times throughout my recovery over the last few years. And I don't ever crap on mindfulness. That's for sure. It's probably one of my favorites. I'm a clinician. So for a long time, I thought a lot of what I was doing was helping develop, helping people kind of develop a pause button, right? Mm -hmm. So something happens, don't immediately react. Something happens, take a pause, think about your options, make a decision and then act. And for me now that I'm thinking about it, mindfulness is the same concept, right? That's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely is. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me here, Julie. I appreciate you coming on. I definitely will um, keep these links on, um, get that set up and make sure people start knowing more about this because I think this is an awesome thing you guys are doing. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you highlighting this. Again, I think it is so helpful to people, the different activities and really allow us to stay and be connected. And I appreciate you highlighting community of caring. And I'm really hoping a lot of more people start participating now that all of the kinks and technology are ironed out. Yes. Yeah, that is awesome. I will um, definitely be spreading the word. I will be in touch. And thank you very much once again. Thanks, Sean. Take care. All right. Stay I'll well. talk to you soon. Yep. Bye.